Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X Studio. This is Northeast Georgia Business Radio presented by Regions Bank. Embrace the FN life. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Welcome back. Welcome back, folks, to another exciting edition of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon. Coming to you on a rainy day from the beautiful, soggy Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. Outside, not inside, not inside. I have a little bit of a honor today. I don't know if honor is the right word. Excitement is the right word. I've known this guy for a little while. And quite honestly, we finally got him in here, drug him in here on a rainy day. He did bring his assistant. I have her to lean on to keep him straight. I have with me today... Big buildup here, by the way. I have with me today one of the co-owners of PSA Wealth. I have with me number 10 in your program guide, number one in your heart, Mr. Will Bearden. Will, welcome to the Northeast Studio. What's up, Tom? Thanks How are for, you? Uh, How are you? Me on. Did you? Did a little bit of homework there with number 10. I huh? do a lot of homework, man. <laughs> I do a lot of homework. I've been waiting for a couple months to say that, and you finally, you finally came in. That's right. Third time's the charm. Has it only been three? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> give or take. <laughs> like give or eight. Take a couple. No, I'm kidding. Pride of Archer High School. That's right. Yeah, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You're very humble when you start talking about your high school career. Well, you know what they say about, you know, peaking in high school? No. I, I probably. Maybe as a quarterback. <laughs> right? Because you get old quick <laughs> playing football. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now, seriously, you were top 20 high school quarterbacks in the state of Georgia in the day. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's, I guess so. you just don't sneeze at that. No. <laughs> Man, he's humble. Your assistant's about to fall over. She can't believe this. No, I'm, i got to be kid- careful what I say. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I guess from an early age, you were a leader slash winner. Can I pay you that respect? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. that's fair. He's turning red, folks. He wasn't expecting this. You, you really did throw me off guard there. It's okay. I had no idea you were going – well, in there with it. You know, we're just having a conversation, Will. How much fun would this be if so, Will, why are you a financial advisor? Are you the best one? Yeah. That would just be who who wants well, that? Well the only thing better is if you had my like high school football coach walk in here and surprise us. That'd be that would have been cool. Well, since you mentioned it, no. <laughs> I'm good. I ain't that good. Yeah. I ain't that good. That's funny. Financial world, man. You are a financial planner. You own your own company. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. How'd you end up in the financial world? You taught it one time for a short amount of time, didn't you? Yes, that's correct. So interesting story. I got a business degree, got my MBA, played football, went to school at West Georgia down West the road Georgia. in Carrollton. Yeah. Was all in on business. And then the football thing took off and in college after my playing days were over, stayed on as a graduate assistant and then a, a position coach there at West Georgia. And I was all in on coaching football. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. When I finished my MBA, me and my wife were talking about getting married, and mm-hmm. it was either move to Carrollton or move back home out this way. So we decided that I'd move back home 2019, got a job, a teaching and coaching job at Mill Creek High School right down the road. So You still do a little Mill Creek stuff, don't you? Yep, so I help out just kind of off the field, just helping them, whatever, whatever they need. Just wanted to stay a part of the community. Obviously, after I left teaching, still had a passion to give back and – support that program there at Mill Creek and shout out coach Josh Lovelady does an incredible job and so wanted to just be a part of it any way I could and it's honestly been been great yeah 
That's awesome, man. You're giving back. Football's in your blood. Was that a family thing? Your dad? Your, you got a brother, too, didn't you? A little older brother. Yeah, surprisingly not really. My, my brother played all the way through high school. But no, it's just something I've played since I was six and always wanted to be a part of it. You so. always wanted to be the quarterback. Yeah, that's right. You were tall. Yeah. That's how it starts. I guess so. That's I, how it starts. I guess that's how but it you, happens. But hey, you, I've seen you. You could, you could sling the ball. <laughs> no, funny thing, we'll, we'll, folks, we'll leave the Archer High School here in a second. Funny thing is, first time I saw you, no joke, a year-ish ago, whatever it was, I'm looking at you and I'm like, I know that guy. I know him from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I know that guy. And then the name Will Beard, I, was, I know that name. I know, And then, you know, things start connecting in your head. Oh, that guy, you know. No, I'm, I'm much older than you, so you never beat a team that I had anything to do with. <laughs> so it's probably good. Yeah. You know, go Patriots. What can I say? There you go. Did you ever play against Berkmore? I did. How many touchdowns did you put on the board? You probably loved going probably, to, probably, to – Yeah. You loved going to Lilburn, didn't you? Yeah. I, let's just say I didn't play too many quarters. You nights. played the first half? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, my senior year, they scored two touchdowns all season. Bless them. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm telling you. (laughs) You know, let's just put it this way. When I went to Burkmar, we played a lot of homecoming games. We only had one homecoming, but we played in everyone else's. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Just sum it up like that. (laughs) Sum it up like that. Financial advisement. See, how long have you been doing this, man? You've been in it for a few years now. Yeah. You're not that old, man. You're still a kid. I do have a birthday coming up. It's been a little over two years. Yeah. Yeah, So right after I got done teaching, uh, made the transition, uh, worked at a smaller broker-dealer to start out. Right. Got fully licensed. You know, took about six months, got fully licensed. Early last year, early in 23, changed broker-dealers, and that's where, you know, we're independent broker-dealers, so that's where I, you know, started my own own venture. Is there anything in that world, or I'm sure there is, that you specialize in, something you really focus on? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So You can do it all, I know, but there's got to be a niche. Yeah, Everyone needs a niche, yeah, right? I think in every every successful business, you've got a niche down. Figure out what you enjoy doing, right? Exactly. I tell people, in order for me to say I'm successful, it's, it's a 30 and 40 year process. It's not something that happens today, right? If I'm still in business 30, 40 years from now, that's how I define success. So sure. when me and my business partner sat down and figured out, you know, how are we going to make this thing sustainable? What are we going to specialize in? And we enjoy, we love working with business owners. You know, mm-hmm. we are business owners at heart. We're entrepreneurs. We connect, we relate most to them. We've niched down to say, like you said, you know, we, we service a lot of different clients from individuals to families, business owners, executives, things like that. But where we're taking our business is to service entrepreneurs, equity compensated employees, high net worth individuals. That's really where we specialize in and have the resources to support. Now, is there a sweet spot, Some a business owner, someone who's been an owner for a year, maybe they're long in the tooth. They've been owned their business 20 years. Maybe they already have a portfolio. Yeah. Is there a sweet spot somewhere you really want to jump in? I know earlier is better. That's the catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your sweet spot at? For sure. I think it's somewhere in the middle of those two things you mentioned, right? Maybe a business that's starting up right now and really early phase isn't a great fit. We'd love to build relationships with those type of owners. Mm -hmm. But as far as the impact we can make, right, there's not a lot right off the bat. And then same thing, a mature business that's really on the tail end. We focus a lot on the succession planning with them. But any business, I would say, is that it's in a major major growth phase. Okay. They're growing. Correct. They got to do know, something with the money. Maybe they've been in business gotcha. for five, for five years. Yeah. They're finally hitting their stride. They're making more revenue, making more profit than they ever have. 
Maybe they're wanting to bring on a partner, restructure the business. There's a lot of change going on. Okay. When we meet business owners in that phase of their business, that's where we do the most good. Okay. You know? Now, how does a business owner know they're in that phase? <laughs> that's a great question. I'm serious. What, what are the things that you got to look for in your, yourself to come to someone like yourself? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's easy to talk about. 100%. So we find business owners all the time, and you, and you know this from having these conversations. They know their business inside and out. They right. know how to run their business. The successful ones, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're going to go all in on doing those things and hiring and, and growing their business. But, but what they might not have the knowledge in right. is how to successfully have a personal financial plan that tailors with the business, gotcha. how to structure executive compensation, how to bring on and keep key employees. From a financial standpoint, they're going hit to a, hit a wall and say, I only know so much. I, I can go this far. Correct. And yeah. if I'm going to take my business to the next level and keep growing and scaling, I'm going to have to get help. And that's what we call building a team around you of qualified people that have worked with different types of businesses to take them to the next level. That's kind of what we talk about. What is that wall? Just not enough hours in the day and not enough time to mess with quote unquote this? 100%. And it's Every business owner understands the balance between working on the business and working, working in, the, in business. the business. Right. That's oh, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So there's a limit to what an owner can do right. in every single business. Right. And so especially from financial aspect of things. And a lot of it too we found is is pure just ignorance. They say, Oh, I didn't I didn't even know something like this existed. Yeah. yeah. Right. They just don't know. Correct. And so what's well, common though? Yeah, one hundred percent. I tell I tell clients all the time. I, I used to be an educator in the classroom. Now I'm an educator outside the mm -hmm. classroom. Mm -hmm. My job is purely to educate and help my clients make informed decisions on their own. Right. That's really our purpose. I'm with you. Now, you just said something, and it's in my notes. Key employee retention. I think I know what that is. I, I got to believe it's awfully important. How do you work into that? I mean, hey, the boss is giving them the days off they need and giving them a raise every year or something, something, something. I guess that's probably not enough. That's right. From experience, I know it's not, but for the sake of the podcast, is that just enough? <laughs> right. Not, not I would, really. I would love to do a poll and survey all small businesses across the country and say, what's the one thing that you're struggling with as a business owner? And I guarantee you an answer if like we were playing Jeopardy, one of the top two answers would be finding and keeping good people. Yeah. Probably 90 something percent. Across the board. Yeah. Um, every industry. So what we do, right, obviously everything we do is look through a financial lens. Right. Um, obviously culture is one thing, and, and every business should should strive to have a great culture and right. make don't, people want to. Don't be toxic. Right, all yeah. those things, of course. But right. when it comes to structuring, whether it's compensation or, or things for, for key employees, we operate a lot in the, in the non-qualified space. So think of qualified vehicles or benefits you offer to every single employee in the company. Okay. Across right. the board. Across the board. So okay. you're going to do a 401k. You're going to do benefits. Right. Everybody gets the same thing. That's right. qualified, right? Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I do know. Yeah, we're learning today. Yeah, so we are. Yeah, Non-qualified, uh, where we work a lot in, we can pick and choose certain people to get different benefits, mm -hmm. right? There's different regulation that goes on with that. But essentially, business owners can identify, hey, this is a key employee. Yeah. We're going to do something different from you, right? Obviously. Happens all the time. I mean, I mean seriously. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's not like some secret. Exactly. And, and a lot of times they don't know how to get there. Yeah. What do I do now? Yeah. Correct. And um, you step in. Exactly. And there's 
a million different things we can do and get as specific as you want. But that's the key. A lot of business owners don't understand that you've got a, a guy or a, or a lady that you want to treat differently and say, right. we're going to put them on a pedestal. We can do something specific for them. That's not just, hey, here's a little bonus at Christmas. And then come January, we forgot about it. And you work that for specific cases. Correct. Every every case it's, is unique. It's just sure. not cookie cutter. 100%. That's cool. Wow, you actually dive into it. Like diving into a game plan. Football reference, I'm sorry. I got all kinds of them, man. They're stacked up in here. I got to get them out eventually. It's all good. Now, you also said something that I also know both ends of it from experience. An exit strategy, succession plan, whatever you want to call it. Getting the heck out. Yeah. Selling your business. It's like one of those deals. I've been on both ends of that because I have sold a business and I know some folks very close to me who probably should sell their business and they just really don't, I don't know, they just really don't know how at the end of the day Yeah. or why they should. For sure. So let's talk about that. That's in my notes too. That could be one of the most key important things a business owner ever does. How do I get out of here 30 years from now or whatever it may be? Yeah. You know, I tell business owners... Whether they like it or not, they're going to have to exit the business eventually. One day. Right. Whether we like it or not. Yeah. We, you know, talking about the area of continu- continuity, exit, and succession planning, there's a couple different things that go on. It will, depending on all the factors of the business, age, and, and preferences of the owners, how are we going to build an ideal situation? Some business owners want to leave the legacy to, say, the family or somebody mm-hmm. in the business. Right. Some people want to grow and sell to a third party. You know, some people say, I just want to work in the business until the day I die. Right. You know, and that's fine. Oh, yeah. But it's how do we plan ahead? And you know this from your experience. A lot of a lot of business owners don't think about it right. until the year it happens. Yeah. Our whole philosophy is to bring it up five, ten years in advance. Exactly. Hopefully sooner. Yeah. And say, all right, well, if we can plan for this today, we're going to have such a better outcome on the other end of this and not be surprised when – something unforeseen happens, or even when you want to exit, if somebody, a third party comes knocking at the door, we actually have a plan in place right. Right, for that. I know we can't go very deep, but is that moving, restructuring wealth to do different things for you? Right. It, it really depends on everything. I'm sure it does. Correct. You know, if you're 29, it's going to look different than well, if yeah. you're 59. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but the whole, the biggest thing is I tell people like, you don't run your business to not make money for your personal. Right. Correct. So how are we going to structure the business the most efficient way possible to essentially capture the most wealth on your You're personal as possible? Correct. Right. I got you. Um, and again, a lot of people are just don't understand what all is out there as far as the risk management portion of it. Yeah. Don't lose it because you may not get it back. Yeah. Correct. I say the five D's of business risk, death, disability, divorce, distress, and disagreement. Right. All of those are unforeseen things that come they, up all the time. Be, yeah. And if we don't have a plan, if we don't have agreements in place and financial vehicles in place to protect in the event one of those comes up, we're missing out on a lot yeah. of wealth potentially down the road. And panic ensues. Correct. On a lot of different levels. Correct. So, that's so the, the, that is the plan. Sorry to cut you off. That is good. that is the plan, though. Because, well, you're probably the 15th, the 20th, the 40th, I don't know, financial person to come in here. And a lot of the same catchphrases. Mm-hmm. You have a plan for this, plan for that. But you've actually just explained it. Yeah, for sure. With your five Ds and all mm-hmm. that, all the above. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Well, it's just, okay, we're going to put a plan together. Okay, well, well, 
How do we do that? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, hey, I made a podcast. Okay, what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something like that. You went down the football rabbit hole, so I, I mean, I'll I'll play along. Nice. When you're when you're going and preparing for a game, yeah. You know, when Sunday game planning, you've got to go through practice during the week right. to get to the game. Well, if you're trying to exit a business, the exit's the game. Right. So if we're not practicing and doing scripts and running through everything we're planning on doing, well, like. What are we talking about? You're right. going to look miserable at the game Correct. when you sell that business. Correct. Or you because have to. Just like on a, in a football game, when you exit a business, it should be easy. It should be enjoyable. Exactly. And not stressful. And if you have your ducks in a row and you've right. planned over the course of years, not months, right. hopefully we can achieve that dream ideal situation that everybody hopes for one day. The last thing on my notes, professional networking. Yeah. Does that mean networking, like going to a chamber event or... A group of professionals, all the above? Yeah, for sure. Professional networking. I would say my business philosophy when it comes to growing my practice, I've tried to take a different approach than get out of college or started any big business and Mm -hmm. sales or whatever it is. They tell you it's all about numbers. It's a numbers game, right? It's bottom line, baby. They cold call people and different industries, go knock doors and do Mm -hmm. all this stuff, which all those things are great. You got to do some of it. And going back to my original point of, me wanting to create a sustainable career for myself. And I view this as my career. This is not a job. This is what I'm going to be doing for a long, long time. And so early on, when a lot of people were telling me, go after what's easy, get like quick sales, just push, whether it's products or whatever it is. Lying fruit, low hanging fruit. I, I really wanted to, one, invest in my community and build my personal brand as much as I could. Very important. And build goodwill, to be honest, because I knew one day my business was going to be at a point to where Mm -hmm. if I'd laid the right framework, business would come. Oh, yeah. You do it right. It'll show up. The money will show up. For sure. It'll come. And I trusted that. You know, it's... Well, you you have a lot of faith in yourself, as you should. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. I think something that I take great pride in is helping others get where they want to go. I'll give a shout out to my, my great friend, Ben McDaniel. He, he says this. Who's I, that? No, I, <laughs> I just sat beside him for over an hour at a networking event this yeah. morning, and I'm just now coming down off the energy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's, but he, you know, when, if you ask him, what do you want out of your business? He's going to tell you he wants to help everybody else get where they want to go. And he does. And he does, and he right? Does, yeah. And again, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to do it. And I think he right. exemplifies that. I've modeled a lot of what I do after that. I really just want to help invest in others, help other people get where they want to go, whether it's clients, whether it's friends of mine in the community. It's really how I view my my personal mission in life is if I can do enough good for other people, it's going to come back one way or the other. So, yeah, that's the professional networking piece. Okay. I'm a big-time networker, too, so I understand that. I guess that's how we met. You got a big-time announcement coming up or something, don't you? Yep. So we have restructured, like I mentioned. I've, I have a business partner with our firm, Peter Trong. Uh, him and I have, have kind of merged together our existing books of business and, and are growing this PSA Wealth together. Right now we're restructuring our, our website. If you follow us on LinkedIn, Use Will Bearden on LinkedIn. Uh, we're going to be pushing out all the new, the website and all the content nice. and stuff to come after it gets approved and we get final checkoffs and all that. Sounds like a plan, brother. Well, Will, if we got it all in, man, thank you so much for coming in. Say it was easy. That's right. It's a piece of cake, man. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate you having me on. Anytime. You know you are welcome here. They're going to play my music any second here. 
Uh, there it is. Will, thanks again. Hey, folks. Go to LinkedIn. Search Will Bearden. B-E-A-R-D-E-N. Wait for that website to come out. These guys are pretty good at what they do. I'm Tom Sheldon. We'll talk to you soon. Life is full of ifs. But if you want to cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, Regions Life Banking makes it possible. Regions Bank, embrace the if in life. Regions Bank, member FDIC.